Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dane. Joining me today, Mr. Big Sexy in Sizak. How are you, sir? Starting to get his out of his ear, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Getting into the slang lane. <laughs> dig it, dig it. Also joining us, Mr. Ant Pooh. So how are you? I'm still the man. Damn it. Yesterday was my birthday and uh, I traumatized my little baby girl at the beach. Your birthday was yesterday? Yes, yes, it was. Oh, shit. Stop the press. <laughs> what? It's not that serious. Yes, it is. That's, it what? is that serious. I might apologize. I didn't I how I missed I didn't know either. Missed your thing. You don't have your thing on Facebook, do you? Like, I don't think I do because I okay. showed. Everybody on LinkedIn was hitting me up. I was like, how the f- Okay. Gotcha. Oh, well, happy birthday, Aunt Pooh. Definitely, but man. They, happy birthday. How old are you, man? Don't worry about that. For me, oh, it's thanks. Like, oh, that old. Okay. <laughs> we get to the to age. Me, wow. To me, yes. Uh, but I, I have a lie. I wasn't looking forward to this birthday. But then I actually took some. Um, one, my actually, my team told me take the day off. I was like, all right, fuck it. You tell me to do it, do it. And when I did, I just really got to thinking about you know everything I've been through leading up to these. I'll say it, forty three years. Oh, there we go. Congratulations. And then the. And then the the part about, you know, this year, considering with this coronavirus and some other things, uh, Trump destined to try to kill us all. I'm like, OK, let me go ahead and appreciate this birthday because, you know, I might not have seen it. Honestly. OK, well, 43 years old, baby. I like I say 43 going on 22 the way I act. Oh. That's the other thing I took some time to think because I'm like, maybe it's time to grow up just a tad bit. Yes, I know I'm married with kids. But I still got a lot of growing up to do. Mm. Cosign, uh, I mean, shout out to Tupac. Okay. Uh, I catch the reference, but all right. Well, man, once again, uh, I, I, along with everybody, wish you a happy birthday. Hope you enjoyed your day, and this is your birthday week. <laughs> so, so good with that. Well, my daughter did, and I, uh, I took her to the beach, and uh, the waves hit her three times. It was, it's like I knew she was scared, but it was funny as hell. She got <laughs> knocked over and fell face first. Oh. She rolled over and was sitting on her butt, and a wave hit her right in the face, wow. and she fell back. <laughs> and I'm like, baby, baby, but I'm still laughing. Then she gets up, and just as she did, another wave hits her, and knocks her down. <laughs> At that point. When she was like, Daddy, I want to go. I want to go. Let's go. I was, like, I was like, Nah, you can't do that. Man up. Wow. All right. Don't say nothing, Mike. What? Now I know because there's something off air I talked about. See, now, so. Now, this, so the record shows he's bringing up stuff off the air. How paranoid. But go ahead. But go yeah. off. As they no, say. I, 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 I'm telling yourself. I, I'll stop. Yeah. Shut up. And start calling you first 48. Snitch on yourself. <laughs> no, let me stop. There you go. See. All right. Well, let's get into it. We got some things to talk about. Speaking of daughters, <laughs> just joking. Uh, there's a new song that has coming out, has came out. That I see a lot of conversation about. Um, I think the song ain't, ain't even been out like a few days. This is the new song from Cardi B and Megan the Stallion called. Is it called WAP? Is that how you say WAP? WAP? Yep. And which which stands for wet ass pussy. <laughs> like, like when it's pussy. But anyway. Uh, so this is a new song. 
they've got a video for this. And let me just say off the, let me say off the top, salute to Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, salute to Cardi B. I, if anyone who listens to this show knows I'm not necessarily a fan of Cardi B. I don't dislike her personally. I don't know her. But, you know, salute. Uh, they came out with some content. A song has got a lot of conversation going, uh, which I give them props to say, you know what? They mean this much to the culture where there's a lot. They sparks a lot of conversation. If, if you didn't mean nothing, nobody would talk about it. So I give them that. Uh, I heard the song once. Not like I didn't sit and go all the way through it because I, I watched the video. Probably watched the majority of the video, I believe. Uh, so I have heard it and I've seen the video. So I just want to put up front because I already know I've seen conversations about this go. I'm saluting these two young ladies on their accomplishments and I wish them nothing but the best. Now I will say this. The song to me would be what I would call a hardcore hip hop. Uh, and if, if I was put it in a genre, I don't know if this is a genre as opposed to, I don't know if gangster rap was ever a genre, but that's what we called certain types of rap. I would put this in stripper rap. You know, this is what I would call that. Just as there was to be gangster rap. If you rapped a certain way, you was a gangster rap. Or if you rap like, you know, public enemy was conscious or whatever it was. So I call this stripper rap. And I think there is a place for stripper rap. rap. Uh, obviously, stripper culture has been very big or, or, or yeah, has, it been a, has it been a big subculture uh, unto itself. And depending on where you live in the country, that's a normal place you go. Oh, oh let's go out and get some wings. So let's go to the strip. Let's go down the strip club. I don't actually live in an area that has that. <laughs> it would be very interesting if I did, but I, I've seen enough and read enough, heard enough. But yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a big thing. And, and, it, and stripping has its place in society. Like, let's be clear. I've been to a few strip clubs in my day, right? Uh, what I find interesting about this song and others and we've seen this before throughout time, and, but even more so now. And, and, and again, let me preface to say, I'm giving you the opinion of a 50-year-old father, black man. So I'm not a woman, can't speak to it as a woman. I'm speaking from the, the perspective I just laid out in front of you. And I have kids. I have two daughters and a son. Right? The interesting thing about this song is, I don't know if there's ever been a time where this type of rap, hardcore rap, has been as dominant in mainstream society. You know, back when uh, Public Enemy blew up, uh, it wasn't mainstream. It was far from mainstream. I right? think barely would barely play rap on the radio, let alone them play. Public Enemy or NWA on the, on the radio. That was in the streets. That, that was something we did 
outside of the mainstream. And yeah, Ice Cube, he started to bubble through. And then later on, you get Snoop, Death Row. And that was definitely mainstream. That was when something that went from a subculture thing became main and it was everybody was into it. And there was a lot of hubbub back then about the lyrics. You know, see Dolores Tucker. You know, people were trying to take, take that stuff down. So it was not new. But there was always conversations about this. But I don't know. It just seems like now, because of social media and because of where music kind of sits, and in terms of, you know, the artistic landscape, Who's the, you know, who's the big giant artist of today? You know, Cardi B is one of the biggest artists of today. If, if I, I could probably argue that. I'm not saying she's the best. It's definitely most people know who Cardi B is to some capacity. Megan is sort of on the come up. And their subculture of stripper rap, I would argue they are dominant in that along with the Nicki Minaj, right? And so I say it's interesting because uh, for that type of a subgenre of rap that I will call it to be the main dominant one, I don't know if I've ever seen it to this level before. And so it's just interesting when it's, you can get a very explicit song, which you've had before, but it can be the talking point of the culture. And not to say that hasn't happened before, but I just for whatever, it just feels like it's so heavy right now because I see all these people talking about it and we're talking about it. And I'm curious, what, what, why is that? And what's the effects of that? What's the repercussions of our actions, right? What, are there any repercussions of this? Is it just positive stuff? Some people are saying, hey, this song is an empowerment thing for women. You have to help me understand that, but that's what some people are saying. I guess I could see it from a certain, I'm on my bank Kenobi, from a certain point of view, I could see how somebody would say that this is empowering. I get that. Then the other side is asking the question, you know, is this de- detrimental to us? Is this, should women be doing this or is this wrong and that type of thing? And I'm taking my time here, but I'll just state this. I actually feel like there is a place for this type of music. There's definitely a place for the type of talk, like as a man, a grown man, and you could be in a relationship with a woman or a man, for that matter. Yeah, you might hear a song like this and you're like, hush, okay, yeah. It gets you in the mood. I want some wet ass pussy. Well, you know, it it goes down, (laughs) right? This adult conversation. Sex is an adult thing, right? It's all good. The only thing I have hesitation, though, is as much as I think there is a place for it and I can enjoy it, I can't sit here and and say that there are going to be some kids who are going to get caught up in this, right? Because it is so mainstream. You know, we used to have, they had Millie Jackson back in the day. I don't know if you remember Millie Jackson and, and countless others, but Millie Jackson was not like the top artists of the game. Let's be clear. <laughs> that was something that adults had. And kids, you may have heard, oh, what is that, that record my mom was playing? What is this, Billy Jack? But that wasn't like the predominant thing. Like, he wasn't blasting that all over the place. I stayed with grown folks. But we've gotten away from that. You know, 
all the things that grown folks used to do sort of behind doors or kept shielded is the mainstream today. And in a, a very hyper sexualized version of what it was back then. You thought Prince was wild back then, which he was back then. But today they, they laugh. Prince, I, you're not you're not wild enough, except for the song Sister. I don't think you're ever going to get a pass for that. that. That song's wild. I don't care. That wouldn't that wouldn't ride today at all. They barely wrote, got away with it back then. But yeah, I, I wonder what's the ramifications of, of, of a song like this being so out in the open. Um, so I want to start with that. Aunt Pooh, what, what do you, what's your thoughts on this song? Oh, man. Okay. The song is trash. It has some funny, what do they call them, punchlines. But overall, it's kind of trash. The, the beat doesn't really slap for me. And, you know, some of the lyrics is, is very salacious, I feel, for salacious sake. That's saying, like you say, sis, go off. If this is going to be your, your, your moneymaker, then I guess do it. At some point, I'm, I'm going to go there. At some point, people are going to get tired of your shtick as two live crew. What's the substance you got behind it? Now, I think way more people want to smash Cardi than they ever did Two Live Crew, so that might help her. But just overall, like the, the, as I was listening to the song, I was just like, okay, okay, I feel like it's a whole lot of been there, done that with you, you know, Foxy Brown, been there, done that with you, Little Kim, I hear that, Kia, Kia only got one song, she didn't even get a, she didn't even get a whole album, she got one song, so it was kind of like. We're really gonna recycle this. I mean, I guess you got a new tag team partner with Megan Thee Stallion, you know, as you say, salute. But it was just kind of like, I, I feel like you can do better. Like, um, Bodak Yellow, I like that. You know, it was a, those were cool songs that weren't so in your face with the sexual stuff. So when I when I see this, it was just kind of more of the same. That being said. I'm really struggling to find out why is this blowing up so much? Why do you have Congress people tweeting about this? Why do you have like a, a day doesn't go by where I haven't seen a meme or a video um, talking about this song? And I just don't get it. This isn't new. Like, like you were just saying, Mike, this stuff goes back. As we see on Wax, the 70s with Millie Jackson and probably more, you know, definitely better written when you, you look at it with the Uchi Coochie Man and some of those other blues and early rock songs. So I'm just really not getting why is this out there? The only thing I keep landing on is these are women doing it. And some people have a problem with that. It's funny I say that because two weeks ago. Most of the internet, most of Black America was tuned into verses where Snoop was singing Ain't No Fun. And you know those lyrics, right, Mark, Mike? Y'all know those lyrics. And then he followed that up with, nope. what? Oh, man, dude, go do yourself a favor. Go listen to that song. It's dope. Then he followed that up a couple of rounds later with, bitches ain't shit. Now, Mark, you probably don't know that song, but Mike, I know you know that song and some of the wild stuff he was saying in there. And I get it. It wasn't a single. There wasn't a video uh, attached to this. It was an album cut. But 
I just think like this shit is not new. I mean, there was hoes with attitude. Okay, again, they were definitely not on uh, Cardi's level. But I'm like, why are people so triggered and pressed by this? There was um, not Oak Town. Ah, I can't think of it. There was another. Yeah, but Oak Town three five seven for their time, you know, because. Yeah, crazy. Cold going mad. Yeah, right. buddy. So, so so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> now, again, they weren't they weren't the number one rap act like Cardi can make a claim for. That might hurt some people's feelings, but yeah, she can make a claim for it. But like for me, this song, in my opinion, the song does not deserve as much triggeredness, as much attention as it's getting, because it's simply not that good. I even remember uh, it was seven years ago. Nicki Minaj dropped Anaconda. That kind of came and went in like I would say a month at best. It didn't get anywhere near the amount of attention this song is getting. It's only been a week, but still, it's, I didn't see congressmen tweeting about it. I didn't see all these think pieces, and I'm just not getting it. I think. Well, why do you opinion, think it is then? Do you have an idea in your mind what you think it would Why is it getting this attention? The only thing I can think is people, there's a lot of people at home that ain't got nothing better to do. Hmm. That's, that's, that's what I got. I, okay. The fact that a congressman tweeted about it, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe the only, only other thing is, is that I could think is Cardi's crossed over. She's a. Well, she's mainstream. Yeah. She's a, and not only is she mainstream, she's very likable. She's a likable person. Her personality, to a certain extent, hearing her, seeing her with these interviews and interplaying with Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and some of these other mainstream talk show hosts, she's a very likable person. So this might have hurt some people's sensibility because, oh, I know that loud talking Cardi, and then they, they hear this song, and all of a sudden, wait. That's, that's all I got because I just cannot get why are so many people triggered by this song. It is, and on top of that, it's not that good. Now, the other thing as to why it might be getting attention is because it, smartly, now we're seeing it very smartly, they put um, Kylie Jenner in a video, which got a whole other audience and now got that Kardashian um, clicked in uh, cosign. So maybe that has helped it too. But other than that, I just don't get it because the song is not trying to be a hater. The song ain't that good. It's just salacious right. as fuck. Big Sexy, have you heard the song? Of course not. <laughs> have you seen any clips of the video or anything? I've seen a clip of the video here and there. Okay. But again, it's like Ann said, this is not new. You know, if you want to go way back, you know, like he said, the Hoochie Coochie Man, uh, Clarence Carter was stroking. Uh, Bob Marley with I Shark the Sheriff. Oh, that's right. You know, it, yes. this, this is not new. This so is the not question, new. Prince. Yeah, the yeah. question would be, because it's not new, right? But why do we think this is getting the attention that it is so quickly? Because of the shock value. You know, because Cardi B comes out of nowhere and she has a, shall we say, interesting story. So she's getting looked at. But the thing is, she turned it around because people were expecting her to be a clown but she's turned this around and is making bank. You know, she's out there working with other artists. She's keeping her stuff out there in the forefront, which is what you have to do in pop culture. And that's what she's doing. You know, she's also tag teamed your phrase with, uh, you know, 
Megan Thee Stallion, who's brand new as well, out there building up her name. So this was a good move for her. And if people don't like it, that's part of the part of the deal. You know, good, bad, or indifferent, as long as people are talking about it, great. Now, you mentioned the Kardashian girls in it now, and she's catching a lot of hate for that. Why? Because Kardashian girls in it. Again, good, bad, or indifferent, people are talking about it. You know, going back to uh, high school, there's a song called Rap Dirty from a cat named Blowfly. No one heard it. I heard it. But you didn't hear it on the radio. Blowfly's fucking party. I remember that album. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know, know all this they, weren't, they weren't doing videos for it and all that. There was a lot of, you know, minor underground buzz. With this, you know, she's out there at the head of the game, and she drops, you know, this on top of it. Of course people are going to get bent out of shape. Just because of her visibility, if nothing else. Oh, that's crazy. Be afraid of her. She's thinking about what? Oh, my God. Oh. And people are always going to get bent out of shape over something that isn't for them. You know, this song is not for me. You know, I'm not hating on her at all. You know, do your thing, girl. You know, create your art as you see fit and damn what anybody else thinks. You know, <clears throat> the whole two live crew thing, I remember watching that unfold in the courtrooms back in college. The whole NWA thing. There's always going to come, <clears throat> something's going to come along every so often. Ice tea with cop killer that's going to upset certain people. You know what? Fuck y'all. It's not for you. Period. You know, I remember back in the um, late 80s, mid to late 80s, Judas Priest came under a lot of hate for their song, Suicide Solution, to the point that somebody sued them behind it. No. 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 There's always something different. You can't legislate creativity. The marketplace does. If they like it, they'll buy it. If they don't, they won't. It's that simple. You don't like it, it's not for you, don't buy it. And keep it moving. Well, okay. And and I don't know if we touched on the other a- aspect of it. What do we think? Is there any sort of ramifications, you know, behind putting a song like a song out like this? And let me let me explain a little bit. Um again, Cardi B, very popular. Obviously probably one one of the top female rappers, you know, Nikki would be the other one and probably Megan under, under those, those two. All three of these women, well, let me be clear. Two of these women are black women. Cardi, B is, Cardi B is, what is she? Dominican. Dominican. Oh, go ahead. I think she's mixed with something else, but I'm not sure. Okay, well, let's say she's Dominican. All three of them, uh, a very sexualized image if I could argue that they would, if you didn't know their music and you just visually saw them and somebody told you they were strippers, you would be like, well, oh, okay. They fine as hell. They got their booties. Oh, hey, hey, They all do the twerking thing. That, that's their image. They're, they're the sexualized female rapper. Uh, and they generally, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. They generally just talk about sex in their raps. I'm just going off the base level that I sort of noticed. I could be wrong. It could be dropping knowledge. I, I don't know. Um, and, you know, to go to the Cardi specifically, you know, outside of the music portion of it, she's kind of had a history of uh, some foolishness. 
Right? Wasn't there like a fight with her and Nicki Minaj at one point? Somebody got a knot in the head. Yeah, she uh, she walked out with a nipple on her head. Yeah, she allegedly beat up some women that were seeing her husband or something like that. I remember hearing about that. That happened in a strip club <laughs> or in a club. Uh, and then, of course, I don't know how she gets a pass for this. Well, I do know how actually, but. Uh, you know, she had a the video came out where she was talking about drugging dudes and setting them up to be raped and that type of stuff. Yeah. So I, again, I know we cape for a lot of things. <laughs> she obviously gets a cape for that, right? Because if anybody else said that, don't tell me they would be <laughs> cancel culture or not. You be out, they be out the game. <laughs> Let's be clear. But that they gave they whatever they love Cardi, so that one that went through. But with all of that. <laughs> She's very popular with younger people. I think rap is generally a younger person's genre, if I'm not mistaken. And she is the top rapper, one of the top rappers. So her influence with younger people is pretty strong, I would imagine. Um, which is going back to my point of a song like this. This is an adult song by an artist who is insanely popular with younger people, Right which you don't normally see something like that. Like there's an artist or, or anybody you're into some sort of entertainer and you're like a super child star not a child star, but popular with kids. You don't generally see them doing very raunchy, like R rated stuff. They play to their market. Right. But it's interesting that when it becomes to rap, which is generally marketed to black people and people of color, that is sort of thrown out of the window. Like you can do any, like there's no sort of like, um, ah, maybe you don't want to, you know, you're going to mess up your base. You're here to the younger kids. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to do this. This doesn't go, doesn't go with that. But it seems when it comes to something like this, they don't care about that. Like you could, they openly know that you're influential to younger people, but you will come out, you come out with a song called wet ass pussy. That you don't want your, I would assume, I'm going to assume about Cardi B because I think she got some common sense. I would assume she wouldn't want her younger fans to, to listen to this. I wouldn't think that's who they made it for, right? I'm, I'm going to assume it's made for adults. But with that said, what stops her younger fan base that are probably her biggest audience from going to listen to this song and or watching that video? And being influenced by it. And I say influenced because there are grown ass women who are influenced by this song. So if you got people that have right of mind and not an impressionable mindset and they can be influenced, I would imagine a very impressionable mindset will gobble this shit up. Because I know when we was young, we were very much influenced by the musical stars that we like. Sometimes we would dress like them. Sometimes we would talk like them. Or the vernacular that we would hear in the songs, we would start repeating that vernacular out in the streets or the slang or, you know what I mean? That's, that's just a part of pop culture. So I'm curious, is this a good thing that we have something like this that can be so influential to the younger base? Now, as an older person, I know back in the day, I used to argue, yeah, Ice Cube. I didn't argue for Two Live Crew, but yeah, they have to have the right to say this and da 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 it, 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 you know, you don't want to admit that it influences you. But looking at it as an older person, I can sit here and say, yeah, some of that shit Prince was talking about, I wasn't really totally ready for some of that, but it was introduced to me. 
And did it introduce me to maybe start doing some other shit? Yeah, it did. I'm going to sit here and lie to you. <laughs> like, so do we think that this stuff is going to have an influence on the younger fan base that is normally her fan base? And is that good? Like, what do we say? I mean, as, as, the, as the older people of society who sort of, you know, are supposedly setting the moral and the laws and, and different things. Sorry about that. What do we say about, do we, do we acknowledge that there is influence by music in the culture or do we just say there isn't? And, and if there is, so what? I'm asking the question. Well, very simple. <clears throat> To answer your question with a short answer, it means nothing. Because Cardi B is 27 right now. When Prince was 27, he was in the midst of the purple rain hysteria and catching heat <clears throat> from the PMRC behind Darling Nikki. Mm -hmm. And of course, we, we all know he also had, there was this little bitch out there. He had Erotic City out there. And eventually, Prince decided himself, for whatever reason, you know, I'm not doing these anymore. Now, it always falls on the artist. Any artist you can think of who has done things like that, eventually they grow out of it because they grow as their audience grows, you know. And a, a great illustration of that is when Eddie Murphy, I think it was during the Raw film, said, that's not, that's not my whole act. You just can't walk out and say, shit, motherfucking pussy, thank you, good night. There's more to it than that. Now, that's going to be on Cardi B to decide, you know, if this is going to be her, you know, watershed moment and known for this only moving forward, she's not going to have much of a career. <clears throat> now, as far as young people seeing it, of course they're going to see it. Again, you know, the best example is, you know, me and my buddies sneaking out to listen to the Richard Pryor records. Or back when HBO first started, we were watching a George Carlin special, and I remember they stopped it. And said, look, at this point, George is about to get in some shit. Think about what you were about to hear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. That's great. You know, if, so if they're going to hear they it. they did that today, right? But go ahead. <laughs> you know, they're going to hear it. And it will pass. It will See, pass. Some people will be influenced to do their own thing. Right. Some people will be influenced to do something of a copycat and no one will buy it. Because there's... There, when you have an act that's part primarily shock value, it isn't going to last very long. Perfect example, the Sex Pistols. They had the one, the two albums and Obscurity. You got to have more to it than that. Now, when you have people like government officials like Miss Tucker or PMRC and Tipper Gore and those people, when you have them coming at you, all that does is make you more viable. You know, when they put a, a warning label on the Frank Zappa album, right. Jazz from Hell, then, you, then I knew that this was all horse shit because that album is an instrumental. So why did they put a label on it? I still can't wrap my head around well, that. Well, see, I, I can answer that question for you, actually. Oh, because <laughs> see, what happened with that was, in my opinion, the record companies understood what that sticker could mean if they pushed the point. They mm -hmm. decided to put that label on the records, not the PMRC, <laughs> if you go back and remember that, right? 
they decided to do it because they say, you know, we're going to get in front of this and make this a to a pop culture symbol and a badge that if it has that label, you buy it. So they were the ones. And, and that's why I say these organizations are stupid. You could argue it's somewhat sinister, but they're like, listen, make this into a PR exam. Like this is we're going to make this. We're going to make this into something they didn't even think like we're going to flip this on them. And that's what they did, right? Because you're, you're right. When they started putting that on albums, that was a signal to kids to go buy it. And the record companies knew that. That was their point all along. They, they played the PMRC on that angle of it. But I think if you even look at the PMRC thing in terms of what they did, they was really on code. I, I had to get Rachel here for a second. Those were white women who got on code about their children. And they were saying, we're not having that. We're not going to have our kids being influenced by these people. And you notice they were all tied into political organizations and they was entitled, entitled to, big, to big money. Once, I feel like once they realized their voices were heard and there was some positions that was made, they backed off of that. And the record company was like, cool, we'll give you an out. We'll voluntarily put that on, this, on our stuff. And we're also going to put it on T-shirts and we're also going to do. So we're going to turn this into a money making machine. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those people got back deal paid on that some way. And then you never seen them fight for that type of stuff ever again. But what ended up happening? The same kids that those white mothers was trying to protect became the large buying audience of the same type of music they were trying to restrict only like 10 years later. Right. Who became the dominant purveyor buyers of hip hop was them same the white kids. <laughs> but at that point, they had the game under control. The record companies, they had it under control. So they was getting paid off of that. So they didn't fight it no more. So I, to me, that, that whole thing is, is a little funny style. But I, I look at it as this. I wish we could get together on some PMRC type shit and we'd be just like, Certain stuff, we ain't having it. <laughs> we doing it for our children. And we're going to raise here. I wish we would get together like that. Because then we could look at certain artists or whatever. It ain't got to be artists. could be whatever. It's like, now nah, we're coming together as a people. We got, and we're and we riding on that. We're not having that. You need to straighten that out. And they wasn't trying. To, and, and again, I, they're like, they, they, I don't know if they were trying to ban the sale of it. As opposed to they wanted parents to know what they was getting into. Cause then she say she bought purple rain yep, and she had no idea. Darling Nikki was talking crazy None. like that, which you wouldn't, it was a popular movie and he, you know, it was the biggest thing in the world at that time. Oh, get the kids that Prince album. Well, see, stop right there. Yeah. As a parent, if you're talking about get the kids that Prince, Prince album, oh, it's a soundtrack for a movie. Mm -hmm. Rated R. Let me listen. True. <clears throat> you would think that, but yeah, you, you would think that, well, that's what I'm saying. You would think yeah. that, but see, nowadays everything is, Again, they don't mix per se. If something's appealing to kids, it's appealing to kids. That's, there's, there's, they're not going to be cussing. You know, uh, whatever it was, Prince went mainstream. And I feel like I'm, I'm jumping over the place, but we brought up Prince. But I think Prince, Purple Rain was toned down from the previous Prince, right? Like, oh, he, yeah, he, he realized, like, okay, I'm about to hit the big train. I can't, I mean, that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull, and yeah, as he got bigger, started really pulling back on 
on all that outrageous, outrageous lyrics, pulled, pulled it back because the money was, you know, he's big. But, you know, the thing is, like I said, with, with the Cardi and them, and again, same I would say for Too Short and, and other places. The key difference is, though, none of those guys are the mainstream like they are today. Like, today, it's not a matter of kids sneaking out because they ain't got to sneak nothing. It's readily available. <laughs> That's the key difference. It's everywhere. Like, it's all, over, you know, social media, if you're on social it's so there is no warning labels anymore, right? That that would be ridiculous. One nobody buys music, but they don't have to sneak nothing. We live in a world where this type of stuff is mainstream. It wasn't like that back then. It wasn't mainstream. You had to sneak for that shit. So I'm curious if there's going to be ramifications later. We're living in such a situation, and we still live in society that represses sex to a degree. And so to have such a very sexual thing where there it seems to be no boundaries is interesting. I'm curious how that's going to affect kids growing up in the world where there are no, there's no really no gatekeeper on that. Like mainstream culture is porn culture, essentially. Right? Like, like you could, I would imagine what they're talking about, it sounds like a porn. It's really no different from that. And, and porn has its place. But the same way I wouldn't want porn to just be readily available which unfortunately it kind of is but that's the world we are living in right now and it's to the to the level where the music is just as pornographic as porn but it's just as readily available so that's why i said it's not really a question of is this explicit talking yeah we've already we've always had that but we ain't never had it where it's just readily available it was always some sort of barrier between that and uh, you know keep you know you know what i mean but i just i feel like there there is no barrier and there's even less of a barrier when the number one artists are doing that so that's that's where i'm like man this is an interesting times you know what happened because again those songs don't talk about the other it was a line in that song talking about my pullout game is strong or something. But, but see what's the other part of that song is okay so if the pullout grain isn't strong and you get pregnant where's the rap about that and I, and I hope that seeps down to those impressionable kids that you will fuck around and fuck your life, life up if you follow this song. And if you don't have nobody to tell you otherwise, I feel sorry for you. Like, it's going to be tough. You don't want to be a young parent. Yeah, I, I think the song for that is uh, Brenda's Got a Baby. Mm. Yeah. And we saw that went way left. But, you know, I, I like I said, man, I... I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not coming at this on, oh, it's just some women or something like that. I mean, I have the same smoke as I had for Snoop when this shit first came out. You know, it, I, I, I thought it was dope as hell because it is dope as hell. Let's be very clear. But that stuff they was talking was wild. It's just as if somebody came out with a rap. You know, I think the other part of it, too, is the timing and where we're at in society right now which is why I think she's really getting a lot of pushback is because we are dealing with the pandemic. We are dealing with a lot of civil and racial madness out in these streets. And I feel like this art isn't really in time with where the society is at, you know? 
it's like, oh, okay, we're we're literally going through some shit out here and it's election year and just all this stuff. And then you're talking about pussies, which I ain't got nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying, I could, it, it seems like it's like, huh? <laughs> what are you talking? Okay. I didn't expect that from you, but all right. I, I love some good pussy now. I mean, yeah, I mean, we ain't I, got I, no jobs and shit, but let's <laughs> fuck, you know. <laughs> they cut off the un, uh, unemployment, <laughs> get cut down, but she got to wear pussy. Let's, you know. I I kind of I kind of feel you because I, I think what it is is like if the for me if the song is slapped if it been banger I'd probably be feeling a little different you get about pass, it yeah. but it's it's not it just seems uh, derivative no wait is that the word you use Mark I think it was derivative I think it was um, no. and I'm just like. Dude, it's like I, I really, I really want to see one. I want to see Cardi win. Two, I want to see some different type of music. You can do some party music that doesn't, you know, bring it back to the sex talk. And I'm not trying to put on my my patriarchal mansplaining misogyny, but it's like, like I said earlier, you can only do this for so long. As Two Live Crew, as Kia. Ask little Kim. Now, I understand when it comes with female rappers, female rappers have a shorter shelf life than their male counterparts. Nikki being a huge exception. Salt and Pepper, I think, is another one that had a pretty decent long career. Matter of fact, Salt and Pepper has some salacious songs too, but that's not the point. So I, I just I just want to be able to, you know, with Cardi, like she she's very likable, even with some of the mess she's exposed herself exposed. And I'm like, if you like it, I love it. But come on, give us something else. Like, get in, get in, go talk to Beyonce. Holla at some of her her writers and some of the people she's working with. You know, she's had a career of, you know, salacious. I mean, drunken love. She was talking about some stuff. Ego. She was talking about some stuff. But she just dropped a whole album based off of The Lion King that is so empowering. That just just went to a whole just took her her game her career her music to a whole different level in my opinion the people are showing uh mad respect to and props when you kind of think of it it's like damn one week we had black is king right mm-hmm. and everybody's feeling high about that all of that black and african imagery and then we come back with some wet ass pussy which and which is kind of cool. Of content. Which is kind of cool. That at least there's a balance. I, I guess I'm going to argue that there was a balance. Then you know, there's one end of the spectrum and there's another. So, I don't know. I, listen, <laughs> there's a place for all of this stuff, man. There, there is a place for it. Uh, I, I I just look. I tend to look at things differently, but I've, that's my opinion. You know, I always question like, ah, you know, how people are going to be seen. Are people going to, are they going to see women like this? Some people going to see, and maybe some people will, and that's, that's them. Uh, I just, I just want people in general to at least have a balance then. If you are all into WAP, go also check out something else. I don't want your mindset to just all, you know, as much as I love looking at the beautiful women like that. I know that that's just a small take on women. That's not, you know what I mean? That doesn't define 
women. I don't want people to look at that and just when they see black women, they think of that. Because that's not really, you know, that's, that's a time and place for that. But the stuff they're talking about, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to get trapped in. Here, here's a perfect example. I wanted to, actually, I wanted to play a clip. Let's see. And this is, and this is also all I want to ask. This is from some kind of uh, show on Apple TV or something or Apple Music. It's on Apple. It's paid, paid by Apple. And Cardi B is on this program. It's some sort of panel discussion. Um, so let me see if I can play it. I feel like being like sexual and shit, like I don't see nothing wrong with that because, baby, I got uh, uh, three kids. And I mean, I got these kids from sucking and fucking. At the end of the day, me being a hoe, like these people say, like, honestly, I liberate a lot of a lot of hoes. You feel me? When I hear Cardi talk about popping some pussy, me and my bitches is with it. Like we that liberate us because it's like fuck you, self-respect as hoes. Cause how y'all got self-respect? <laughs> like, I don't think y'all got self-respect like that. Cause first of all, you supposed to tax these niggas, that's self-respect. You feel me? Like, I just, it make me feel liberated. Like, I love crossing boundaries. Because guess what? Scare money don't make no money. If you're going to be scared to get that money, you're going to be scared to be yourself and say, this who I am, then you ain't going to get that coin like that. Facts. And they, they say facts. That's very interesting. <laughs> and that's, and at the end of that, <laughs> at the end of that part, you know, the, the Apple Music logo comes up, which, which is interesting <laughs> unto itself. Right? This, this is what they're promoting. This is their brand. Uh, now, let me a couple things that uh, Cardi B. I don't know who that lady that that was talking, a young girl. But Cardi B was was one of the panelists. She was standing. You could see her. Uh, what's the young lady from uh, that show? Academics. Nadeska. Uh, not familiar. Okay, Nadeska. Which I I thought she always was on some pro black women. Her saying facts to running game on niggas is very interesting to me, but. That see see that mindset right there. That's why I want my young people to be very careful. It's one thing to rap it and it's fun and enjoyment, but the sad part about it for some of our people, they live that shit, and you don't want to be in that space. Trust me. There's no I, for me personally. There's no way to cape for what she's talking about. But I don't see the positive side of that. And, and and to me, she's taking the the themes of that song and saying, "Yo, I lived. I'm I'm a hoe. I'm liberating these hoes. And I don't know what you self righteous bitches. Whoa, this is how I got my money. And I'm, I'm, you got to run game on these niggas. That's when you got to be very careful. And that's why I say it's one thing to. You know, again, you could take the gangster rapper. Oh, he's talking about shooting black men and shooting niggas and blah, 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 blasting. It's one thing. You can sing that stuff all day. But the point where you start living that or you or you let that kind of twist your reality where you start, man, fuck these niggas out here in these streets. Nigga. Like, whoa, you weren't from Compton. You wouldn't. What are you talking all this? You raw, raw. Now you're a big. Stop it. You listen to the songs. I seen people go that way. So if Cass was getting influenced to maybe try and like they was banging and all this and they know nothing about the gangs. If the music could do that, well then damn it, the music can also have you fucking and sucking and, and getting caught up in that. And we got to be careful about that. When I say we, I see black, black people because, you know, listen, 
other people can listen to this stuff and it's just fun and games to them. It's a party song. <laughs> That's cool. And they turn that off and go right back to work or college and they, they done with it. But some of us, they don't turn it off. They'll turn the music off and go live that shit. And they know this. When I say they, Apple Music, you better believe if you think Tim Cook and all them got their kids listening to this and, and, and saying facts, stop it. <laughs> They'll have you on there saying all that and they're making money off of it, but they're not going to put themselves there because they know it's foolishness. That's why I said we got to be careful. Anybody else got anything they want to add into this? Nope, I'm good. Yes, no. Yeah, well, like I said, it's, it's ah, like, like we said, you know, it's um, where does she go from here? You know, eventually this will fade. And I don't mean to be critical of anyone, but the, the young lady who was speaking about running these whatever and whatever, a segment of people are always going to find a way to that, to that, uh, Mindset. We're through without Cardi B. So, True. you know, we'll see what we'll see what Cardi does. You know, moving forward. Yeah, we will. I mean, I'm not necessarily a fan, so it don't bother me one way or the other. But exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, I just, I, 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 but I do know how her influence. Like, I know, like my my daughter, for instance. I don't know if she's into it anymore, but I, I think at Cardi's height. I, I know they went to a concert because she, she came to Hawaii. But, you know, it's just, uh, it, I just want, I, you know, I just want people to know what they're getting themselves into. You know what I mean? So, so when you see the Cardi B or one of these people on these mainstream commercials, like the Amazon Prime commercials or whatever, these big corporate deals that they have, and you don't know about their music or what the messages they push, you should have a full understanding of what kind of energy you're going to get yourself into. And the other point of it is, and, and this is, you know, we didn't get too deep into it, but these are the people that these politicians are, are reaching out to as well, which I find funny stock. You know, I don't know if you saw the interview Cardi had on the breakfast club last week. She, she let it slip that uh, Biden, Biden was calling her <laughs> and, and somebody tried to get her attention off screen. Like, Hey, yo, and Charlamagne's like, no, no, what, don't listen to them. What, what are these conversations you have with Biden? And she's kind of got the, I, I, well, I don't know if I want to hide. See, it's the thing is, why would politicians be trying to get at people like this? Are they trying to get our, they think that's how they get our votes or something? Like, again, when you get into that type of talk to me, I'm like, you would get with somebody who's kicking knowledge or something or like, but... That's why I say it's, it's a very interesting game, man. You know, they, these people are put in, the, in are, they ascend to these positions. And now because of how things are, you got presidential candidates hollering at stripper rappers. So like get you to want to get out and vote for them or something like eh, when they start doing this. Or is that who they think got the ear of the people or something? Do they? I don't know. But anyway, let me get off of cards. I know I'm 
You're going too hard on them. I hate when you guys talk about you. You don't have no, no women up there. No, I think you're going hard at her, hard at her at all. No, I don't think so either. But anyway, salute to salute to them sisters. Salute to that WAP. <laughs> you dig? <laughs> Shit. I was like, she said that line said, "I'll get on top and do a kegel." I was like, "Ooh, and do a what? Do a kegel?" I was like, "Ooh, uh-huh. oh, you know what the hell that is?" But it sound all right. We'll talk yeah. offline about oh, it. I don't like the way you tone of voice. You know, <laughs> you know that song P Control. That's yeah, how yeah, you mm-hmm. the kegel is how you get P Control. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, interesting. That one had me like, "Ooh, okay, all right." Man, I hope it works out for him, man. I hope it works out. All right, moving right along. Uh, let's get into the. We were talking about Biden. Let's get into him real quick. So Biden has come out and pause. said, "Yeah, pause." <laughs> now wouldn't that be a motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> they would probably play that off. He's just see now. He, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean he was coming out. <laughs> uh, he has come out and, and, and uh, revealed his pick for vice president, and it is well, not. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking you need to go back a week where he talked about the black community again. He did. Oh, something about the diversity or something? Yes. I mean, there's so many gaps with this guy. I just, listen, if y'all, listen, I I got, I had a big conversation with Q today and I told Q, I'm voting for Biden. Okay. I'm voting for Biden, but Biden is trash. But I'm a, do you get you can I'm do both? Ahead, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Both. I told as I told you, I'm gonna go ahead and give you that. I'm gonna go ahead and go and vote for him for you. But no, I'm gonna vote for Biden. But does that mean you don't hold his feet to the fire? Of course you do. You know. Um, but but he has so he has revealed his pick. Uh, none other than Kamala Harris, right? So salute to Kamala Harris or Kamala Kamala, Miss Harris. If you're nasty, there you go. That's on you. <laughs> but and and yeah, so I'm curious. What do you guys think? Is that a good choice? I know that there was a ultim, um, an ultimatum was a ultimatum was laid down from Charlemagne, Puffy, Michael, Eric, Dyson, Nick Cannon, and a few a few other people where he had to come out with a black woman choice or he was going to lose the election. So I guess he picked you. Know, he he followed along with their demands. <laughs> Uh, Big Sexy, what's your take on this? I called this from day one. <clears throat> the moment he decided to run, I told everybody, I said, look, Kamala needs to slide in there and hit, take the VP spot. But then she, of course, broke the game plan and ran herself and got bloodied up in a couple of the, of the debates. But I thought that may have cost her. It didn't. Now, having said all that and watched all this folded out, I think the better choice is Susan Rice, but Kamala Harris has that name recognition. You know, she brings an avalanche of support with her. You know, it's the move that he had to make. All right. Does this mean that we're not getting reparations? That, well, that is our reparations. <laughs> I would love to him to say that because I remember when she was the, her classic. Are you going to do anything for black people? No. But anyway, go ahead, Ampli. Uh, for me, I don't see how this helps him win the White House. That's me. Um, black people, I noticed it's like, oh, you need to go knowledge yourself. You need to go actually learn her issues and whatnot. 
she has some she has some bad stuff on her uh, on her record when it regards to putting black people in jail and working to keep them in jail when there are opportunities for the for them to be released. For me, that interview, I think it was with the root or the griot, where she said, No, I don't have just a black agenda. I'm gonna do all this and you know, trickle down social economics, so so to speak. <clears throat> so to me, she's not she's not a sexy pick where now all of a sudden those on the fence on the fence voters, those lapsed voters who for two straight elections ran out to elect Obama are now going to say, oh, Kamala Harris? Yeah, I'm going to go out and make sure she get elected. I don't think she does that. And what's what's more is the other side, I feel maybe even more empowered to make sure that she doesn't win because, you know, hey, racism still exists and she's a woman. So she has two strikes going against her about why they don't want to see her get elected, not let alone the fact that she's running against their boy Trump and she's a Democrat. Um, Who was out there that probably could have helped, you know, galvanize uh, the base and get those laps of voters? I don't know. Maybe Michelle Obama. If she didn't win with Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama is no worse than Donald Trump. We can all admit that. Mm-hmm. Right? She doesn't have any experience just like Trump. So it's like, why not Michelle Obama? Bernie Sanders, maybe. I think, you know, one, the Bernie bros that, you know, they're about the Bernie or bust. Well, there you go. Maybe him. But to me, Kamala, she doesn't do anything for me. And I hope they've thought this all the way through because she's going to be getting the tag. She's going to have to answer for her record. There's going to be, you know, the sexist. Yes, the sexist and misogynist uh, attacks that were against Hillary are going to return for Kamala Harris. So I hope she they got her prepared. And on top of that, she has to make Biden look dope as fuck, which Biden is doing everything he can to lose this election. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. There's a reason why this motherfucker lost two presidential primaries. And now we're running his ass for uh, in the general election. Good luck with that, Democrats. Mm, mm. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I was going to say one thing. When Kamala wins, uh, you better, y'all better start going to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parents better make sure the kids go because she raised a lot of parents. <laughs> That's what she has to answer for. That's what she has to answer for. And the thing about it is, is we can't. Is that people want Trump out so bad that they can't really do that deep of a dive on her because it's just gonna fuck it up and make people say, "Well, fucking, I ain't voting." Both everybody trash. That's oh, there it is. Who the fuck do they, where are they going to pull that's going to not have people thinking everybody's trapped? Fuck this shit. Kamala, wasn't it? Well, do, do you think this might be a, just a, a really big chess move by the, uh, the Democrats? Because I would think like Biden is only going to serve one term. Right. I, I would assume like he's, he's 77 years yeah, old. He's now. A, he said he was only going to do one term. And my question is. What the fuck are they going to do in the next four years to make her more viable as president? Yes, she'll have VP and continuing um, Biden's um, administration, but that shit better be good because as we saw with Obama, 
okay, you got you got that Negro in for two terms. They ready to give. They ready for. They was ready for his ass to give him something to to wash the taste out of their mouth of Obama. So, hey, yeah, y'all might have pushed Trump out first. What here? Here's I'm gonna even come up with an even crazier theory. So you might get rid of Trump. Who they who you think they planning to get to run against uh, Kamala in four years? And on top of that, Trump. If Trump does lose, he's only served one term. This motherfucker can run again in 2024. And you know all them Trumpers would be like, hell yeah, I'll vote for him again. Maybe, maybe, certainly. I, I, well, I would. And before you say oh, that ahead. that won't happen, that has happened. There has been a president who had two non-consecutive presidential terms. He won, lost, then won. Okay. Okay. No, I could see it happening again. I mean, shit, if Trump won the first time, anything could happen, in my opinion, <laughs> in terms of presidents. Uh, but I could see them positioning Kamala to be the, you know, to be the next president and to be the first female, first black female president and female. I could, I could see that. Well, the thing is, is that could backfire because the Karens are out there. You know, the Karens ain't for sure. a successful black woman. I mean, they're going to always be out there, but I, I, I could see them trying to do a, that move. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see. And like I said, I'm, a, I'm voting for Biden. So y'all can take that, take your ancestors thing off the table. You can take, we got to get rid of Trump off the, I'm, I'm giving y'all that. Right. I'm, my thing is, I'm curious to see what's going to happen if and when Biden wins. Are all this Trump people going to turn up? Like, especially if Trump is like, oh, the election was faulty. I'm not giving up. And then you know, they take that as a battle cry. Oh, let's turn up in the streets. You know, I'm curious. Is is this going to stop or is this going to quell the protesting around the country? Does this help? I'm just curious how it's going to play out. I feel like I don't think much is going to really change. <laughs> like I, I don't think Biden is, he's not with all that defund the police stuff, is he? Nope. And so he'll probably be like, yo, they, they need everything. They, well, you know, I need troops. Let's get the streets back. But I don't know. Let me, this is the last thing I wanted to ask you guys. Do you actually think there's something kind of going on with Biden's health? Like real talk, like when he starts talking, going kind of, as he just kind of getting older and he just, yeah. you know, you get to talking crazier. Is, is it possible? You know, dementia, senility? Maybe. But I, I'll just chalk it up to age. You know, okay. you have to be sharp at 73, I think he is. Maybe 73? Yeah, he's, he's 77. He's getting a little long in the tooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting long in the tooth, so. And I, I hate to be a naysayer or a doom and gloom cat but if he does win the next question is is he going to make four years well yeah but the thing is nobody's going to uh, well certain people aren't going to care if he doesn't they just Trump is gone that's all they're going to oh, say yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be an interesting thing if the president passed away during his that, that would I don't know, that would probably not be good for the country. I mean, I know it's not, it wouldn't be good for the country at all. Like that would probably set things back a lot. I would think, right? Just because it's unsureness that there's another person, you know what I mean? Like I, I could just see the markets going down and 
like all this unsure stuff and ah it'd be nuts be nuts but I don't know. We're going to be for some interest. Either, either Trump's going to win again or Biden's going to come in. Either way, it's going to be some, it's going to be pretty crazy out here. I just, I feel like, man, it's like, whew, send in your vote by mail and stay your ass at home. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be acting a fool out there. I just, I can tell. They're now already acting know, a fool around the country already. For, we all some know for good certain reason. people oh. can't wait to go to the polls yeah, and hey. have some shit jump off. Uh, well, I hope I hope they don't have to have that jump off because it's not. Yeah, man, I'm just curious to see what happens, man. I, I pray well, I'm doing for it by America. Damn self too. Yeah, I, I pray for America, man. That's all I can do. Hopefully, some common sense and respect will prevail out here because we about to see the name calling. Boy, I know them Russian bots. They just they they would they probably had they had their finger. Which one we gonna go with, Susan Rice or? So they got the Kamala Harris package uploading right now. <laughs> the smear package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they oh, posting yeah. them bad. Words. Okay, put those 13,000 posts tonight. And then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to get crazy. All right. Anything else we want to get into before we wrap it up? Uh, well, did anybody watch the Blackish Band episode? Ah, yes. I don't know I saw who. that. What'd you think? Me, I thought it was. I was like, okay, I don't get it. <laughs> this shit was so tame, in my opinion. I, and on the one hand, I kind of do get it because they did, you know, say say some unnice things about Trump, but to not air it, I'm like, I don't. Yeah, ABC. What were y'all thinking about the bag? Probably. And yeah. Not, either they were thinking about the bag, or there was some other connections in the background where they was like, yeah, don't put that out, man. That's, that's not a, nah, that we can't have that look. He, it's not against our guy. That's the only yes. two reasons I could see. <laughs> Cause it's yes. not that bad, but, but if you are hardcore Trump, then it would be bad. Like this is, is a paint you as the bad guy. Oh yeah. It does make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Essentially what it was, the episode was, uh, the baby couldn't go to sleep. So Anthony Anderson's character told him a bedtime story and he was essentially saying how he was fearful as the nation has changed and gotten more hatred. And, and of course talking about how it's Trump's fault. And I'm just thinking like, and they called him the shade I, king. Is that what they the shade. shade king. <laughs> and it's, essentially, if you read it between the lines, he said, America has gone racist again because there was a black man as president. Okay. And people got any feelings. But it seemed kind of true. Yeah, I mean, looking at that episode and all the controversy that kind of came with the conversation, I just to me Disney is funny style, but but again I'm always the one saying you don't you don't want to deal with the issues, just get the bag. So I could understand if that was the play per se. To me, it doesn't. I look at it now; it seems much to do about nothing. But again, if you got boys, your other you know on the other side of the fence of what they were talking about, I could see how they're like, you're gonna have them talk about us like that. Outrageous! This is. You know, I can I can see that. I can see them big dogs. Ah, oh, don't worry about it, Jonathan. I got you. We won't hear it. Don't worry. 
because it, it ain't really about nothing. But I can see how somebody could be highly offended if you was hardcore, make America great. And yeah, yeah, they probably was pissed as hell. Probably they was pissed like Disney, you're going to let them do. You're going to use your brand to do that. And again, brings me back to what Apple was doing. See how the level of foolishness that they'll put their own corporate brand behind. Now, if there was some on that show talking about ah, self-respecting, you know, and it was something else they was talking, another group of people they was talking about, I guarantee you, you wouldn't have seen that Apple logo flash at the end of that. They wouldn't even have put that shit out. But that's why I say you always got to look at these programs and the themes that they talk about and the stuff they allow to come out where they talking. There's no, you couldn't cape for that, what that lady was saying. Straight foolishness. There's no good side to that. But they allow that to go out. And then look what they don't allow to go out, which wasn't even really about nothing. But because it was about them, they're not playing that. <laughs> they don't, see how they don't do all the, oh, they was just a artistic episode. No, it ain't coming out. <laughs> but you paid me millions of dollars to put this out and it's the episode of, of, of a series. And when did they ever ban a series? We don't play that. Sorry. Next. We're not going to allow your people to say no crazy shit about us. Let's be clear. And that's what, to me, I was going to say, Disney's kind of funny style for that, but it is what it is. And what makes it a little more interesting, because I, if you, I understand it's a different network, but Saturday Night Live is taking shots at Trump all the time. Even talking about his uh, subversive racism. But Disney, with, with that, I was like, come on, that episode? Like whatever. Yeah, is Saturday Night Live predominantly black people talking, taking shot, shots at Trump? Uh, okay. Draw <laughs> my objection. Yeah, they ain't gonna allow <laughs> you to say that. <laughs> no, they don't play that. That's what, that's what I always be saying. I wish we just had that same mentality coming to black people. If we see something that's disrespectful, even if it really ain't, but we just feel like it. Nah, fuck that. We're not having that. Just. I, when we do it, they call it cancel culture. When they do it, that's business. And it's respect. They don't play. Mm, good point. <laughs> Just like Nick Cannon. <laughs> I could have swore I saw a headline today that said Nick Cannon finds out family family member was a rabbi or something. I was like, stop <laughs> it, Nick. God damn. And then he's donating some of his salary to the Jewish It's like, come on, brother. God damn. And I asked in the chat, I want to know, how did, did Biden say he's going to donate his salary if he wins to the NAACP or UNCF or HBCU? Donating shit. <laughs> so you ain't but. <laughs> what is he? He always says, come on, guy. Or come on, man. It's come on, man. Malarkey. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Biden's my guy. I've seen a, there's a video. You can find him on YouTube. And there's just like. 10 minutes worth of Biden, you know, doing his thing where he'd be talking crazy. <laughs> I forgot. Remember that one where he almost got into a fight? He was at that warehouse or something with them workers. He was like, come on, man. And he put his hand on, dude, dude, don't touch me. He said something like, I'll roll you up or something. That's what Biden's a wild boy. <laughs> he said, this bullshit. <laughs> He's a wild boy. All right. Uh, oh, real quick, man. Uh, it's like DC Warner Brothers had some kind of uh, promotion day to day. Promotion after all the layoffs they did? <laughs> well, I'm saying you promoted to a customer. 
<laughs> they was like, wow. hey, that's what we used to say back in the day. <laughs> hey, you got promoted to a customer partner. <laughs> But yeah, they had a lot of layoffs. I, I see. I mean, to DC Comics, uh, the, what's the digital thing they had? Uh, DC, DC Universe. Universe? I think they yeah. eliminated everybody off of that. Uh, a number of uh, execs are they TV properties. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, AEW got just got uh, put on because of the the head of TNT wanted it, and now he's gone. So wrestling fans are like, oh shit. Mm. Yeah, the majority of st- the majority of staff of the streaming service DC Universe has been laid off, as has editor-in-chief Bob Harris and multiple other executives on the publishing side. Is Bob Harris the one from X-Men? Why does that name ring a bell? He's been in the game a long time. I don't want to wish ill on anyone, but that dude was trash back then. Well, uh, but, one person I see who was safe is... Uh, Big Sexy's uh, idol, uh, Jim Lee. Yeah, he gets the middle part. <laughs> He's going to remain the CCO. Well, he got clicked in when he sold his studio, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah, my, my thing is, is that, yeah, whoever came up with the concept of DC Universe and whoever greenlit it, yeah, you probably deserve to get fired because it just made no sense. With. Netflix, Amazon, and they knew Apple was getting in the game, and Hulu was so much diverse content. I don't know why they thought having this niche streaming program was a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I wonder. It, it makes me wonder. Did they? Did they not know that the uh, HBO Max was coming or something? No, nah, I think the wasn't that. DC Universe announced like two years before HBO. Oh, okay. HBO maybe you're Max. right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But even if they didn't know, I'm just, that just doesn't make sense to me because it's too niche of right. content. It is. It's just too niche. And and I some people said, well, what about Disney Plus? Yes, that's niche. However, because uh-huh. no, I mean, as far as the content being a little niche, where you'd be a certain fan of certain stuff. The thing is, is that they have become so ingrained in Americana, which DC isn't, that that works. Well, well, yeah, I think the Disney Plus essentially is a HBO Max type of thing. Like it's right. yeah. taking a Disney, and then it has yeah. these little sections to it, which HBO Max is has DC Universe section. Da, 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 so. It would make sense. I think, you know, when you're right, it came out a few years ago. And even a few years ago, there was early talk on Disney's side that they would have maybe a Star Wars streaming channel and a, a Marvel streaming channel. I remember when they were talking about that. And I think they realized, like, yeah, that would be, that's too much. Consolidate right. the stuff together. I guess that's what Warner Brothers is doing now, just kind of course correcting. So, okay, let's get all our ducks in a row. Right. Um, so... No, it's just like anything else. There's gonna be some changes, of course. But yeah, and my thing is, is when you see the model at Netflix and you see Amazon getting on board and and, and pushing it the way that they have, and then when you see Apple Plus, is like, I don't understand why are you creating a streaming service that has a finite amount of content that is only appeals to a niche audience? Right. Yeah. 
I think we're, we're still in the early stages of a lot of this stuff. I'm curious to see who lasts in the long run and who gets bought out and things of that nature. But um, I know the Netflixes, they got buku money so they can go forever and they're established. I think like Amazon Prime, they just got a gang of money so they ain't going nowhere. They're they going to be, be around. Um, of course, Disney's going to be here. And as yeah. we said before, now if you're a content creator, now is the time. If you're yeah. a script writer, now is the time because they're trying to one up each other. Yeah. And you ain't. And there's people that are getting a hundred million. Like I just watched. Uh, I just started watching the morning show on Apple that stars Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. And of course, I knew they weren't cheap. But getting two million dollars an episode for uh, a streaming show. I was like, that just blew my mind. Deep pockets, man. Right. Yeah, Apple's right. I remember when Apple did their uh, whole unveiling of their whole slate of shows. That was the first thing I said. Like, you guys spent this kind of money? You better make it happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm still just like, look, I consider Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon A-list, but for, you know, the launch of an Apple streaming service, $2 million, plus they got points and producer credits. I was like, God damn, they spent a lot of money. So it's but, out there. But, but, yeah, I'm curious if, if if to Apple, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that may not be a lot right. of money to them. Right. They might be like, that's bullshit. That's, but I mean, as that's far as the budget. market. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you're right. Like I said, they have so much money that that might not, that might be something like whether it works or not. Yeah. But they'll make it work one way or the other. They they can yeah. buy their way into the game. <laughs> they can go buy. I'm sure at, at some, I don't know, Sony or one of these companies get real funny. I'm sure Apple could be like, shit, go on and scoop that up. Or you never know. I buy Disney one day if they if this COVID just keep going away, go and they ain't making no money. <laughs> I can see Apple coming in. Uh, I don't know about Disney. I mean, I guess it's possible. You, you never know how it could be affected. I I read somewhere that they were losing six million dollars a day, uh, but I, that I'm not. I, I don't know. You never know. <laughs> On that same level, uh, I think you might have posted it about their being. Uh, they're removing the restrictions to studios owning theaters. I saw that. I didn't post that, but yeah, I did hear that. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if, if any of these companies get into that. But because well, I know, like when it comes to Apple, Netflix, Amazon, they probably don't have that the same restrictions to the level of uh, Disney, Universal, Warner Brothers. But wow, can you imagine if they make that move? It might be good uh, from a customer standpoint. It might be good. Just out of curiosity, how so? Um, well, they may operate the business totally different and uh, that necessarily their profits may not be coming from popcorn and peanuts. <laughs> it might right. be like, we want you to just go to the movie and sign up for some other shit. We don't, we don't need to, you know, our profit margin isn't based off of the sales of concessions. Like, we're not going to die if that doesn't work. So Yeah, because they're getting 100% of the film sales. Uh, yeah, and uh, it could be... Price, I should say. It could be rolled into some other sort of program they have. Maybe they decide we're just going to do the movies on a subscription base like, like Netflix or something. Like, you're going to pay a monthly fee to go to the movies. You know what I mean? Like, they could do whatever they want to do. So, the, it wouldn't be, so they, would, they could run it possibly a little different and 
the prices might, it would probably force other people to get in line with prices. So they, oh, you can go watch, I can spend like, you know, $15 a month, or I'm just hypothetical, and I can go see as many movies as I want at this theater, and the popcorn's free. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they, if they don't have to make money on popcorn and all that shit, and they're like, eh, we're gonna make hand over fist if we can get everybody to sign up monthly payments, whether they come in here or not. Yeah, and this ain't our real business anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would force people to fuck. This is why we didn't want this rule to happen because now they've destroyed the business. So you never know. Like, for a customer, it's good. I always say for customers, most of the time, it's always a win. Like, right. where we're at right now is a win for customers. Not be, may not be a win for theaters, but as a person who loves movies, it's a win for me because I get to watch my movie. And I understand people are talking about, you know, the monopoly and whatnot in, the, in these theaters. And I feel bad for the people who work the individual theaters and not the execs. But once Netflix introduced their streaming model and once they started making original content, including movies, movie theaters should have got their shit in order. There was dude, the countdown was on. COVID just sped it up. Yeah, most part. Yeah. Oh, well. Speaking of that, I saw a story today. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a new drive-in that opened in the D.C. area, I think. It's a black couple who started a drive-in uh, only on the weekends. But they show a different black film Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and it's supposed to act like, as a big deal. They can pack up like 300 cars in there. And they literally just came up with this idea like three months ago. And among this COVID time, they started this business. I just thought that was dope. I'm like, wow. Creating their own situation. So, was, so there's all kinds of stuff out there for people. Um, lastly, I just something that came across my desk, but uh, it's called Business of Independent Comic Book Publishing. Launches on Kickstarter. This is uh, by a young brother here. Talk about the business of independent comic book publishing. So, so definitely check that out. Look that up. His name is Gamal Hennessy. But hey, he's, he's, he's trying to tell you the business of independent comic book publishing. I'm with it. So salute to that brother. Okay. Well, I think we got one more thing. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, drop it again. He's sitting on his, his Kickstarter is at uh, $7,000. And he was oh. only looking for a $3,000 goal. So salute to him. Oh, he's happy. He's home. Yeah, he did. Perhaps. He did it. But go ahead. It was announced this afternoon that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have suspended their seasons of football. That is huge. Are these college the, games? These are college. Yeah, okay. co- two of the major, or you call them the Power Five conferences, I said, were out. And this is big. You know, I still don't think NFL season is going to happen this year. Uh, baseball is limping along, trying to get it in and keep it in canceled here and there. Basketball is in the bubble. And, dude, when you're talking about college sports, though, you're talking about people's children, not professional athletes. You have to err on the side of caution. I am in all support of this. And the other three big conference, conferences need to get on board as well. This ain't happening this season. We gotta get we gotta get our hands wrapped around this virus before we do any extracurricular things that involve multiple groups of people outside 
and stadiums. We have to. Hmm. That's got to be a big blow to a lot of people. A lot of people taking a hit. But, you know, what do you want to do? Are they going to play and then get the heebies? No, man. Let's get this thing handled. What, what gets me is I'm seeing all these coaches that are pushing for them to play. Jim Harbaugh, who I liked when he was a Niners coach. And now I'm when seeing this, I'm just looking like, what? And uh, Scott Frost of the University of Nebraska saying, if we don't play, then we're not going to have money to pay for any of this. Which has me thinking like, all right, fuck you guys. How the hell are you running your school where you got people that pay to be there? So you're getting revenue right there to the point that you need football in order to pay for everything. What the hell have you been doing wrong? So I say screw it. One, because uh, it's going to gather and keep this damn coronavirus shelter in place prolonged. And two, because... You guys are essentially making billions of dollars off of free labor. So take this out. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess you better fire up them game consoles and play the virtual version. I don't even mess with that. <laughs> I, I just wanted, I just saw this on Twitter. Asian American is trending. Do you know why? Nope. Because. Most uh, most of the headlines are saying Kamala Harris becomes the first black woman and first Asian American oh, slash go. Indian woman to run for uh, on a presidential ticket. Mm-hmm. Don't play all them cards. So then, mm-hmm. is she gonna actually come out and say on the podium? <laughs> I got good hair because we got Indian in our family. <laughs> Uh, I, well, listen. <laughs> I hope that her team tells her this time when you go out there on the campaign trail, leave all of the hip hop, pop culture references. Don't, don't bring them this time. Just we don't. Please. You don't need to do it. You're yeah. you're on the ticket. Getting high to Tupac. Yeah, leave all. <laughs> just stop all that. Okay, five. No. Yes. Yeah, so oh. Just play it straight. Just play I will say for Hillary is stop it. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I'll say that. this. When I met her, God, this had to be ten, eight, nine years ago actually, at an event here, at a you know attorney event, and it was in her honor actually. She came in and got with her sorority crew, and it was like okay, mm-hmm. let's just say. Um, What you were concerned about, Mike, was in full effect. What I mean, it was girl, the neck rolling. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, well, as long as they don't do that on camera, they keep that with they. There were no cameras present. Closed doors. So this is true. It's fine, but yeah, just and you know, because I can already see it now. What's the uh, Ann always say? Slaps. I can just see Biden now. Oh, what you think of that song, Kamala? Oh, it slaps. Oh uh, no! Please no. Like, no. Uh, no. Stop it. Not the same thing with Biden. You don't have to you don't have to be all in the music videos and all with the rappers and stuff. Just just play it straight, <laughs> bro. You you ain't I know we ain't not black, so we don't need the over Yeah, I'm down and I got cars. You don't oh, need that. that. You're already oh, on the ticket. That. So just oh. Yeah, don't, that's the only thing I don't I just don't want to see the uh, pandering. You don't need to do that now. I'm I'm sorry, I just saw this tweet. 
Kamala Harris is the daughter of Jamaican and Indian immigrants married to Jewish to a Jewish American man. Uh-huh. She checks every box. I was like, damn, she kind of does. She got everything. See, I told you them, right? the, the, the Kamala Harris package has been uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had their receipts or made up receipts ready. You think it's going hard now? <laughs> They're going to drop all kinds of shit on her. God damn. She got to have So she's not a foundational black American. Stop. So, well, I, the day she said, no. I said, told you that. But anyway. Salute. Hey, I'm voting for Biden. So, so I, I guess I, I can, f- I'm, I'm talking shit, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and give him that. You did. So my daughter, you know, straight from Jamaica, uh, she's registered to vote in this election. I'm going to ask her, so are you going to go vote to put one of your uh, island sisters in the White House? <laughs> yeah, she'd probably be more hyped than I am. Uh, can you imagine the parties Jamaica's going to have if they if she gets elected? Shit. They're going to name a patty after her. Interesting. All right. Well, we're about to get up out of here. I think we've we've talked about everything. Real quick, I did see one new movie the other day, The Tax Collector, directed by David Ayer. Uh, one of the stars was Shia LaBeouf or whatever. I don't know the names of other people except to say, um, if you know, if you are a fan of Training Day, uh, Harsh Times, Christian Bale. Was it End of Watch? Was the other one? What was that movie with Keanu Reeves he had? It was like Training Day, but it was a Keanu Reeves movie. David Ayer. Gritty. L.A. Cop movie. I know the game. Or Common. No, the game was in it, I think. Ah, anyway. It is along those types of... So this takes place in L.A. A couple of days. Very hardcore street stuff. You know, it's about Mexicans. Uh, but... Of all his movies, there's two consonants that I always love. He always gives a role to, uh, his name is Bone. Uh, he's like a famous blood from L.A. He was in Training Day. He was like that main gangbanger. Oh, yeah, dude. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah he always know. puts him in all his movies. I, but I don't remember if he put him in Suicide Squad or not. I have to go back and look. But he's always in movies. He gets, a, he gets more to do in this one. And it's, and it's all foolishness, but... There's a part where the, you know, the Bloods team up with the, the main character, and he's like, yo, we got your back. We're going to the streets. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you know, it was kind of just like an action type. I was like, okay. And Bone, he got to get his in, busting people's skulls. So that was dope. The other thing that they had in the movie, and I love this guy. It's not, to me, any movie that has like the Cholos ain't a real movie unless this Mexican dude is in it. He always plays the same Mexican dude all the time. You talking about Hector? Yes, yes, he's in. He's in there. You know, he had to put him in this one. I was like, "That's my nigga right there." So anytime he show up, I'll be like, "Yeah." So he had his little role in there. He is hilarious. Like, and before I scream racism, if you go in his IMDb, it's Hector, oh. Hector, Hector. Yeah, he, Hector, he leans Hector. into all of it. Yeah, he's he leans into all his cameos. He's and I and I would too because that's my guy. So yeah, he was in it, Bone. So that's why it was cool. It's not the best movie, but if you like me and you like hardcore street dramas and you're a fan of Training Day and all those type of movies, then this is going to be your wheelbarrow. It's dark, but this David Ayer at his best. That's what he does is them kind of stories. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, glad it came out. But other than that, 
uh, there's some hoes in this house. And uh, what's the other one? Down and I die when the games are down there. The P Valley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I started watching that. Yes. Okay, yes. Cool, real quick, tell us what you thought about P Valley. <laughs> okay, it's not as. Okay. It's a good, it's a very good show. Very entertaining. The way Mike hyped it up, it Here doesn't live up to that. Into this. And then I watch it, I'm like, this ain't as hype as uh, Mike hyped it up. It's, it's, it's not it's soft. It's not as no, it's not. But it's really it's hella entertaining. And are you watching my, it? Are you, yes, you watching? Yes, okay, I said it's hella. I said it's hella entertaining. It's not as hype as you made it out to be, though. It ain't the wire. If you're expecting the wire in the strip club, no. Um, It's too early for that. (laughs) But um, Mark, it's official. Naaman's mother has been replaced as (laughs) the worst mother in television history. No. No, impossible. Yes. Yes. Impossible. (laughs) Watch this. Mama Naaman is beyond foul. No. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, She gives her a run for her money. Uh, Mercedes mom oh my god that I'm saying that, that bitch is trash <laughs> you saw the newest episode then I take it oh yeah, yeah, I when Merce- I don't want to spoil it for everybody when, at the end of episode four with Mercedes I was on my smoky with her ass off <laughs> I was like kick her ass uh, and the, and, I'm sorry. And the best part was when they got into jail. She saw that. I wish I could get a picture, site. a screenshot. If on site was a person, that was Mercedes' <laughs> picture. Right Damn, there. it was on site. She was like, "I ain't done kicking your ass." That's crazy. Oh, that that okay. I will admit that episode. I would probably put up in my top twenty-five best episodes ever. I will. Interesting. It was that entertaining. Maybe, maybe I, I have the right to revisit that list. But right now, I'm saying top twenty-five. It was really good. Just the whole gel scenes and the back and forth. Even though that mama was trash as fuck, she she. I could see how she was getting the stuff done. And this the whole dynamic of what was going on in that jail cell. I was like, this bitch does not, she about to get them to sing, lift every voice and sing next. <laughs> <laughs> and the way it ended, it was just really great. It was my, my daughter, she was halfway paying attention. She was like, what did, what, did, what did she say? And I told her what she said. She was like, yep, yep, yep. She should have said that, yep. <laughs> Can I ask you about Uncle Clifford? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that does make me very uncomfortable. But when uh, Lil Murder, was, was his name Lil Murder? Oh, man. I was just like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm strong in my sexuality. So I'm strong in my manhood. This doesn't even affect me. But when th- those scenes were popping off, I was like, okay, can we skip? Because I'm not feeling this. <laughs> Uh, I push the boundary of TV, boy. I tell you, but, I, I'm not, and I'm with you. I'm not as I'm not that mature yet, I guess, because I was, I was like, whoa, I, like, ah. I kind of had to, like, I got up, like, like my ass was hurt. I was, ah, ah, God, this is. Did you? Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I did <laughs> say that. Because I was good. I, I was. It's like when you look at certain, like if you saw somebody cutting into somebody, and it's you're kind of like ah, like, so I can feel them cutting. And, and now when I see stuff like that, I was like ah, 
I know that got hurt. That, I had to sit up, like you push your hands and sit up for. Ah, just stop talking. Just stop talking. <laughs> I'm like, and, and you said if, if uh, on site was a person, if on bussy was a person, I was like, this is what Tyreek is talking. About. I was like, oh my goodness. I was uh-huh. like, I was like, ah. I, I just say, hey, and nothing against it, but I was, I was like, okay, this is on some Gullum or Gillum. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like they pushing the boundaries of this good for them but I'm God ain't got me to that point yet where I could just sit there and watch it like it's nothing I was like highly like, ah. it's, it's very interesting that they have this I, I mean I don't know if he's trans or he's just dressing up like that he's he's clearly gay I don't know if he's trans though or right? he considers himself he uh, he dresses like a woman or right. woman feminine-ish and he has the he's um, got the mannerisms all he of has that the, the the wig but, not, but he, you know he has the beard so I'm really like wait what the hell is going and on he's here? a big nigga yes he's a grown Pause. ass <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a grown <laughs> ass mama. but he, and, I, and, I, and when I first saw I thought that that was, was him in real life I was like, he's, he's no actor can be this. But I realized he's an actor. Like I was like, that motherfucker's acting his ass off. Because he looked like, he act like, I mean, he just got that whole thing down. It's, and there's some people who do it like where it's just like too flamboyant. I feel he's flamboyant, but it feels real. I don't know if you, you know what I mean? Like Very authentic. Yeah, very like, ass authentic. And the thing is, is that maybe he's seeing um, Billy Porter. Definitely, a lot of people are saying he reminds them of um, Lafayette from True Blood. So he, he, little, he studied yeah, and that. is getting it. So the, the, the interesting story is, is like, and that scene when he talked to Little Murder about going out, uh, I, I was like, damn, that's hella powerful. Because yeah. it's, it's just kind of strange. What we're talking about is, so he's the, the the strip club owner, and there's this rapper that's just trying to come up, and he's trying to Pause. get him to get his get his song you- played in the strip club. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's like, the little murder comes on to him. And you're like, whoa, what the hell? And he's still chasing after him. And you, know, you never see that dynamic, because he's like, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I want to fuck you. Let's go out and chill. And you, I've never seen that dynamic played out where um, here's this rapper in this masculine world and coming up with this music that's into uh, trans men. And he's like, yeah, let's do this. And you never see it because most of the time it's always portrayed on the down low. So right. I give them props for like, OK, we're going to subvert what you expect of this whole relationship, this whole dynamic. And then here's the trans person saying, nah. I'm gonna save you from yourself. We ain't we ain't doing that because he feels like you can't handle what would come your way if you tried to take this out of the strip club. So that was really interesting, and and that speech he gave, hella powerful. Yeah, yeah, no. That's what I said to me is all brilliantly written, and I, I saw that the lady who put this out, she's like a very like a college educator, like she's really smart. That the lady who's behind this show, and I was like, you know what, you had to be because. The stuff they be going, they get into, and the way that they present it to us is very slick and very seems authentic. And I'm in love with Mercedes. Like that's man. I feel I'm a little color struck because I like. Uh, oh, you said uh, Autumn. Autumn. Oh, she's fine. Said, Listen, I, I ain't got it. <laughs> yeah. Woo. But her storyline, I'm really not feeling it. I'm like, can we get to the point of what's her uh, uh, dark she, secret? She got something, but she definitely know how to run a game, boy. She got that right. money coming through. 
And what was also interesting that I picked up was how they were in the VIP and they're talking because, you know, that's a Southern thing. You go to a lot of business deals get made in the strip club. But how she was about, she she wasn't no dummy. She was kind of smart. She's like, okay, I'm hearing all this shit. Let me see if I can leverage this shit for later. So, hey, if any of your rappers are uh, listening, y'all in the strip club talking business, don't do that shit. They ain't, they ain't no dummies. They may be bouncing their ass on your lap, but if you say something that can make them some money, they paying attention. I, hmm. I got to believe that's facts. <laughs> I, I would hope so. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good inter- entertaining program. I, I really like it. Um, since we're going there real that and how, also, oh, go ahead. But how is he about to get foreclosed? I'm like, which strip clubs go out of business? And which strip club in the South got bad wings? Well, he was behind his payments. How, Sway? Oh, he may have been blowing on something else. He didn't take care of his business. But, okay. Yeah, and and, and I, I also have to salute, uh, is it Isaiah Thomas? What's his name? Yeah, Isaiah Washington. Isaiah Washington. Washington. Man, he played that role. He be having me roll. <laughs> yeah, <he does. laughs> this is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good show, man. Uh, crooked letter, crooked letter I. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> she got me. She got me saying that Woo. shit sometimes. And when they showed who her baby uh, dad is, uh, yeah, like, Twitter oh, lost their mind on I Sunday because <laughs> I was like, come oh, on, this, this square ass <laughs> white dude. <laughs> I thought the black I thought that black dude was gonna beat his ass or something. Should have. Yeah. We need to be on cold, man. Well, I mean that is her business. Yeah, I guess. Yes. All too. right. I, go go watch P Valley, the other show, though I was kind of trashing it at first. And it's still all over the place in story holes. But I did enjoy this last episode of the the Shy. Uh that was I thought it was really good. Fucking in it. <laughs> Emmett, hey, he he, Emmett did his. I mean, uh, there's a good side of Emmett. I I liked him in this episode, and you know his relationship with that was her name Keisha. I was like, okay, he came off good in this one. Who uh, had me rolling was that? What's his name? Papa. Big Papa. <laughs> did you see this episode, Big Sexy? Of course. Man, what was he? He went and fucked it all up with that money thing <laughs> table. <laughs> I just want to give you this money back. I was like. <laughs> and just a chain reaction to shit started over that. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of stuff they still don't make sense to me on that show. I don't know if they ever will because they only got what two episodes left, I think. No, yeah, I think it's. But uh, but I, I I did enjoy it. Um, I saw the preview or seen a clip from the next se- next episode, and it was Emmett. And la la, they were in somehow. Yeah, just doesn't make no sense. All of a sudden, Sunny doesn't have that shop anymore. They they have the shop now. They're in there cleaning up, getting ready to open. And Emmett's laying on the ground under the table, and he sees Lala's ass. He's like, God. he ain't seen no ass before. Yeah, he's Come all on. like, God damn! And then here comes his girlfriend, and she sees him like, Oh, what's wrong? He's oh, nothing, just cleaning up. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it, it it shows that the, his girlfriend sees like there might be something going on between Emmett and that. Oh, because the Lala, she's asking him what they're going to name the business. And he's like, well, I need some inspiration or something. And she's like, well, if you ever need some inspiration, let me know. And his girlfriend looked at her like, huh? 
Like, uh, sorry, it's not gonna go good for him, man. Yeah, kick, come on, sip subtly. Come on, don't hit us over there. And I hope he didn't get her pregnant. Yeah, man, that nigga is good for this. <laughs> All he's good for is fucking up and fucking bitches. He, he he's been listening to wow. Rap. He's been listening to WAP a little bit too much. Like that, he's he living that WAP lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> He stay in some whack. Yeah. <laughs> Three baby mamas and living with one baby mama nah. and not gonna mess with your business. Dude, get your get and your his, stuff settled his before baby you start mama, smashing. She's fine. Like, I'm I ain't like, never come on, I, know, I, was know. To, I was like, come on, man. She out here doing business. You know what I mean? Like she out here doing her thing and she look good. He's a, but he's a young dummy. It is what it is. I still want to know what happened to that pregnancy. Yeah, I do too. I I want to know what happened to uh, Brandon. <laughs> 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 He's just dead. I don't know why. <laughs> what happened to the investigation and all that stuff? Man? Uh, that show is funny. Oh, and I seen the clip. It looked like that one chick whose son who got killed early on other season. She's like, she ready to get back with Ronnie. I was like, okay. Sis. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That That's right, Jason. Yeah. She was like, she said something to him like, you know, you don't have to start all, you don't have to start all over again. Get with me or something. Okay. Everybody wants something out of Ronnie. But uh, we're just dragging this thing on. So let's get up out of here. Big Sexy, where can they find you online? <clears throat> Same places as always. Uh, Mark Wiggins on Twitter. Excuse me, Mark Wiggins on Facebook, on Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2, and Twitter, uh, WSE Mark. All right. And Pooh. Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh. All right. And you can also check us out on podcastjuice.net. And then, of course, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Also, of course, the podcast. Uh, check us out on YouTube, on Spotify, and uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other ones. So work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.